We want to continue with I love God more than sin, which, which is a declaration. And it can be a declaration or affirmation. So whenever the enemy is trying to get you to turn and go back to the old you and to all ways, you can say, I love God more than sin. I'm not going that way. I'm going to see God in everything. I'm going to see my brother right. I'm going to see my sister right. My conversation is going to be right. My vision is going to be right. Listen, we are in the year of 2020 and, and a lot of our vision is being distorted because our eyes are not locked and zoom on God. And, and if we really love God, we won't sin. We don't want to disappoint him. We don't want, we don't want to separate ourselves or, or be pulled away from him. And the interesting thing is, um, as the Lord was dealing with me about, I love God more than sin. The Bible says that sin is pleasurable. Um, I'm going to come from Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11, um, verses 24 through 26. Um, the King James version says that by faith, Moses, when he came to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Verse 25, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. Verse 26, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Here we can see that that Moses could have experienced all of the world had to offer as a powerful ruler in that time of a pagan land. Yet he knew the passing pleasure of sin are nothing compared with the internal riches of Jesus. We have to have a made up mind knowing that I love God more than sin. Yes, all of us can attest at one time of, of another that when we were out there doing our thing, we did it. You know, when we when we worked for the oppositioner, we worked for him. We, we were sold out to him. And we did it. We did it without even hesitation. So now that we have changed partners and we have changed our mind, we need to give God all the glory and give him everything, knowing that the enemy always wants to pull us away from God. He always wants to get us out of the presence of God. And even if he tries to pull us or draw us, and some of us may have fallen or have fallen short, we can rest assured that God said in his word that he'll never leave us nor forsake us, even in our sinful ways. Even when we are not pleasing God. But Minister Matt, how do I please God? Well, faith is the only thing that pleases God. And, and, and I know the enemy, he will always make you believe that, you know what, 
I already done thought the thought. I might as well go ahead and act it out. Um, you know what? I can't get out of this. I've been, I, I done tried everything and I done tried fasting and it didn't work. I done called upon the prayer warriors and it didn't work. Well, guess what? God will always provide a way to escape. You just got to know that it's a fight. That the fight is already fixed. You got to love God so much that you'll be willing to deny yourself. Even, even if it means you're going to have to have some pain. We call that growing pain. Most of us don't like pain, but pain also identified that there is life. There is hope in pain. That was pain hanging on the cross for you to give you and I life back to the things of our father. My God. The enemy always wants to pull us by way of sin. Sin of the heart. Sin. Sin of gossiping. Sin of not not following after God. For the wages of sin is death. And we all have sinned and, and fallen short of his glory. But we can come. We can confess up. And know that our Father will forgive us. Glory to God. There's season. And we know that there's four season in the natural, but we have a due season, which is spiritual. And God wants us to not be in sin that we'll miss our due season because sin will pull us and separate us from from the things of God where we won't be able to see God. And that's the enemy. That's the enemy weapon to distract us. Hallelujah. The Bible declares that that there is pleasure in sin. Don't let nobody tell you that it is. And you have experienced, you know that there's pleasure in sin. We all have experienced it. But the pleasure of the sin is only for a season, as Hebrew 11.25 states it. Glory to God. Numbers 33, 32, and 23 says, Be sure your sin will find you out. Whatever you do in the dark will be revealed. That's why God knows all the hidden things. The secret things that we do in private, that we can come to him and say, God, forgive us. See, one thing the enemy does, he'll he'll praise you and he'll, he'll reward you. And guess what? He will even expose you publicly. He will expose you. And God wants you to be healed. You don't have to be a secret sinner Christian. Uh, I'm going to say that again. You don't have to be a secret sinner Christian. Because you can't you can't have one foot in and one foot out. And I know some of us are being, being tested. 
Some of us are struggling with past hurts and past relationships and you feel that you can't come out of it. I come to tell you today that your love for Christ will compel you to change. All you need to do is call on the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, you're the Godhead in the earth realm today. Help me because I can't do it by myself. You all heard my testimony on yesterday. I was in a pickle and I felt that I could not get out. And that's a trick of the enemy. It's a feeling that he wants you to believe that you can't come out. I come to tell you today that there is a way to escape when you say, God, help me. And then you listen to the instruction. Our God is so strategic. Are you willing? Are you going to walk in the woe? The willing in the obedience to what he said to you about the matter. Stop saying you can't do it. Whenever we say we can't do it, we're, we're slapping God in the face when he said in Philippians that you can do it through Christ. Hey, glory. You're right. You can't do it. But the God that's within you, you can do it through Christ. Which strengthens you. Glory to God. Amen. Can you imagine? Can you imagine in Luke chapter 15? About the prodigal son. Some of us. Have come to ourselves. And we realize. Who we are. But yet we want to experience. And we want to experience. What's, what's out there beyond. The holies of holies. We want to experience. What the world has. When the Bible tells us that. We are not to love the world. We're not even. Of this world. We're from a different world. <laughs> Glory to God. Let me tell you about this story. This loving father and his son. Who have learned. The lesson the hard way. This boy had been reared in a wonderful home. Where God would worship. And then the young man. Thought. And gazed out in the world and wanted to experience life beyond the gates of home. He asked for his inheritance while his father still lived and went out. And, and as his father still lived, the son went out and foolishly squandered all he had been given. So guess what? That's what the enemy would do. He'll draw you out of the presence of your father. Mm. He will draw you out from the protection of the one who knows you from the inside out. So here, this son who has been drawn out, who has been tricked by the enemy, is now living a, a sinful lifestyle. Lifestyle. And then he came to himself. He found himself in a pig pen eating with the pigs. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He came to himself and, and he, he, he had to humble himself. And he, and he said, my God, even my father's servants 
I'm living better than where what I am. Let me go back to where I know my help come from. <laughs> That's just like the devil. He will pull you out of the presence of the one who knows you. And as I was studying and reading this particular passage, I found out that I don't know if you all heard the message that Sister Carla was talking about ownership. You need to go back and listen to that particular message because when we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior, we no longer own ourselves. And we need to truly make God the master and the Lord of it all. And you see, when we realize when we don't own ourselves, the owner who own us, the master, he will speak for us. He will take care of us. He will give us this day our daily bread. <laughs> one thing about the owner, one thing about the master, I'm talking about King Jesus, the Lord of Lords. One thing about the owner, the master, he will never, oh, please hear me by the spirit of God. He will never, ever mismanage your life when you yield it to him. (laughs) The master will never mismanage our life because no good thing will he withhold from us. He want us to have the best. He want us to love him. He want us to turn from sin. Because when we sin, we're not pleasing God. When we sin, we're pleasing ourselves. Sin does not please God. You got to declare I love God more than sin. The enemy will always try to distract you to get your eyes off of God, the one who loves you so much that he died, that he gave his only son. But yet the enemy is forever trying to pull you and I away from God. When God is saying, I love you. I'm right here. Matter of fact, pleasing God is a commandment. Go read Romans 12 and 1. Ephesians 5, 8 through 10. It's more important to please God than for us to please people. I know sometimes when we are caught up, tied up, tangled up in relationship that doesn't belong to us, it's called soul ties. And sometimes it's hard to come unloose from the soul time because we become familiar. And we want to please the person because we don't want to hurt their feelings. But I'd rather hurt them and believe God for their healing because I love God more than sin. I don't want to disappoint God anymore because sin is pulling me away from his presence. Sin is blocking my vision to see right 
and to hear what God is saying. It's more important for us to please God than to please people. I love God more than sin. Pleasing God involves inward attitudes, not simply external observation. I want to please God from the inside, knowing that my healing starts from the inside out and that I can walk in true forgiveness and to forget those things which are behind it and I press my way on in. Sacrificing duties, please God, when we carry it out right with the right attitude, when we work as if we're working for the Lord, even on the job, making sure we do everything right the first time because we're doing it as we're doing it unto God. I love God more than sin because (laughs) we should be God pleaser. Our whole being should be about pleasing God and running from sin and turning away from sin, not apologizing, but running, removing yourself, forgetting that which are behind and pressing. I said, there's a blessing in the pressing. You can't outbeat God and God will reward you. I'd rather please God than man. God want us to love him with our whole heart. He want us to trust in him and lean not to our own common sense. To lean not to your own understanding. You got to declare today We know that God is love. We all know that. But he's also holy and righteous. We tend to forget that. And if you're going to love God, you should have a lifestyle and live in a life of holiness. Living in the holies of holies where your very countenance It's altered because you spend time in prayer with God. And you deny yourself. And you can say, I'm no longer a slave to sin. Because I love God more than sin. And my lifestyle is pleasing God by faith. Because I walk this walk. This holy journey, I walk it by faith and not by sight. So today, I'm willing. I walk in the woe, the W-O. I'm willing and obedient to the word of God. And I declare it today that I love God more than sin. I will no longer 
be a pleaser to my flesh and the things that I want. Because I want more of you, Jesus. I want more of you, Lord. I want more of you, God. And less of me. Because I love you more than sin. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God.